Uh, I got Jesus Freak by well, DC yeah. Talk. I mean, that's the, the sounds like teen spirit of CCM. Yeah, it really yeah. is. That's, that's a really <laughs> that's good. Way to put that. <laughs> Did you know there's an Owl City remix of Jesus Freak? No. Yes. And it's good. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Take it I easy. Felt like it was pretty good. It, I mean, it's an Owl City remix of Jesus Freak. But yeah, like if that's what you want, it's really good. Yeah. special episode of grown up christian fellowship friday episode two with two people that we are pumped to talk to old friends uh one is jeremiah and the other jesse probably my oldest friend um when i moved to michigan in like fourth grade jesse was the first person to like ask me over to his house and i i think we watched the mummy and ate muffins and shot nerf guns at each other (laughs) So, how you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah, we're doing great. Glad to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm probably your dumbest friend uh, as well. I'm probably the dumbest person you guys have on the show because I've never been to college, so I'm uneducated. You just lived in a house of people who went to college and then oh, yeah. just didn't bother trying it <laughs> out. Kind of tried to absorb it by osmosis. So. I think it's less about the non-college and more about the ACE uh, well, yeah, you that's know, definitely undergraduate. Oh, so you don't feel like your ACE education set you up for success either? Hmm. Oh, no. I mean, it, it. the way that our curriculum worked, it was like I would just find every uh, shortcut I could to be done quicker. So I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they gave you the answer book. They gave you teacher's editions, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I ever even wrote like a full research paper. Wow. Well, like, no, we only had to write one. And I like somehow like tricked whoever was in charge out, out of me doing it and using something else stupid in its place. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I, I said wow, like as I, I was like surprised by that, and then I just realized that as a homeschooled kid, I don't recall writing a single paper in my entire high school career either. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And then you went to college, and that's all you did. So it's completely different. Yeah, and surprisingly, I was that was like how I got my best grades. If it was a paper, a. If it was a test, probably around the C range, which is helped that I picked a degree that most all matters. Most of my grades. Jeremiah, you papers. were homeschooled too, right? Oh yeah, all the way. That's what's up. All the yeah, way. First, like, first through twelfth, huh? First, well, first through tenth, and then like a good homeschooler, I started doing dual enrollment at the community college. Oh, so I was ones. technically still homeschooled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's sorry. And if you do that, you're not allowed to let. You can't say like K through twelve. You have to throw that in there. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I still I was technically doing school at home, but you know, with all the adults. Yeah, I did meet some bright. people though. <laughs> you meet a lot of really interesting people at community college like oh people are God, all at community yeah. college for really different reasons and as a 15 year old oh, i wasn't yeah. ready for most of them <laughs> dude <laughs> my sister went to like a couple of different schools after after the school of jesse and i uh that we went to with with her but uh she went to one at one point and it was like a, a charter school 
and they kind of made it out to be like, this is for special kids. Like this is for kids that are just overachievers, you know? And it was just like everyone who had got kicked out of the public school. <laughs> you know? Is this the one that was like right behind Walmart or whatever? Yeah, it was. <laughs> James' brother went to. Uh, oh, I forgot that he went there. Yeah. That yeah. school to Walmart pipeline they had going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Dude, so we are, uh, we've assembled tonight to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, a subject I'm very passionate about. Chlamydia. It's 2000s Christian rock and, and chlamydia. Yes. <laughs> Some of which is about like getting chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. So I, uh, I, I know I've kind of told my, uh, my story, but I basically only listened to Christian music up until I got to Liberty and my sophomore year of college. But, uh, Jesse was always like the source for music because his mom was in one of those CD clubs. And so their Mm -hmm. house was basically like, like they didn't have flooring; they had CDs. <laughs> yeah, we just we tied no paper uh, wallpaper either. We just was stacks of CDs, <laughs> just album covers, like uh, a hipster. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, so she. I don't know. It was like Columbia House, but I feel like it wasn't Columbia House. It was like a Christian version of it, which is probably the same thing. And she would get like <laughs> you pay one one full price for one CD, and then you'd get like five CDs for like a dollar or something like that. Was it called like CBD? Was it Christian? It might, might be. It sounds familiar. Yes. Oh, I used to get those catalogs. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to sign up for it. Or my parents oh, never would. It was would. crazy. So like <laughs> for like, birthday or for Christmas, whatever, I would go through this catalog and just highlight like 40 CDs and be like, hey, these. <laughs> Dude, he, you had every like Christian rock and, and rap oh, yeah. album. Yeah, there was so many. <laughs> Sounds like you, like weird from, uh, ones that no money. one had. Like, it's like, hey, have you checked out the new Rod Laver album? Oh yeah, I got there's, it. <laughs> there's one on. There's one on here that I, I'm gonna save. I'll tell you about it later. But it's, I don't know how like they killed children to let this company record their CD. Like it is garbage. <laughs> so we'll talk about that one later. But so, Jeremiah, what's like what's what's your history with? Uh, Christian music. So my parents were kind of hippies. And then when they went to college, they uh, became saved and evangelicals. And then of course, in the eighties, if you just became an evangelical, all you knew about the music of the world was that like, it was all evil and you shouldn't listen to any of it. So they still had like all their Beatles records and Sabbath and Neil (laughs) Diamond and like a wide mix of stuff that they didn't listen to, I think for like a couple decades. So growing up, it was only like Carmen and praise and worship music. (sighs) Uh, I brought home, I borrowed Love Liberty Disco, the Newsboys album from yeah. a, a buddy, oh, yeah. and I brought it home, and my mom wouldn't let us listen to it until she read all the lyrics first, and then she gave us a talk in the car about, like, now, sometimes you listen to angry music, it makes you want to, like, fight or do bad things, <laughs> so we're going to check this out together, and then we, she listened to it, I think she was like, oh. Oh yeah, this is fine. And then nothing uh, <laughs> revs you up quite like "Give me love, give me liberty, disco." Yeah. So uh, you know, so like I saw uh, Carmen in concert. I got Carmen's autograph. Um, I went That's to the DC Talk now. farewell tour. Yeah. Well, I don't know. 
it'd probably be worth more if it was on a MAGA hat, but uh, <laughs> I think I Dude. just have it on like an old Royal Ranger hat or something. But yeah, it was basically only like really CCM, like mainline contemporary Christian music till I was probably like 12 or 13. And I started making like bootleg tapes off the radio. Yes, um, so dude. I had, like the last 90% of a bunch of cool songs. Um, and then like <laughs> I met friends who could start burning me CDs. And I think the first two CDs he burned me were um, Meteora. No, Hybrid Theory was Hybrid Theory and the Eminem show. Oh, and like yeah. that probably couldn't have been the better like intro into everything. And then from oh, there, yeah. it just kind of snowballed into, you know, harder, gradually harder rock. And my parents, they lightened up a lot by that point. I was one of the older kids. So they were just getting beaten down by kid after kid after kid. <laughs> and so um, started getting into harder and harder, you know, rock and then eventually into metal and stuff. So by the time I got to uh, school, I was listening to pretty much everything. But yeah, for a good 10 years, it was only CCM. Dude, what is a Carmen show like? Because I just am like I'm picturing in my head like a Guar show only put on by <laughs> CBN. Well, so I was trying to figure out how old stadium he- though, right? You're looking at like oh yeah, gigantic. Like I remember, I think I went to one as a kid, and it's like it is a huge, like a full, like the what's I was trying to think of what's the one in uh, uh, Detroit. This was the Hampton like, Coliseum. DTE. That's that's the one I went to. Like a like a sports stadium, like completely mm-hmm. packed, like huge. Wow. Yep. And uh, Zoe Girl opened, uh, and then Oof. Carmen did the main show. I think we were in like row six or seven on the floor. Like, oh, we, were, we were pretty close. Could, Big bucks. You could see everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know he. I remember he had an altar call in the middle, and you could also give. There was an offering. It was basically just a church service. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And if you gave enough, you could go meet him afterwards and get an autograph. And so that's what my dad did. He donated <laughs> right now. And he got I to don't go remember that. Life. I have a picture uh, with Carmen. Oh, my God. Dude. Carmen's going to take up a special love offering to fund his new video about warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> we used to rent the uh, the Mission 316 cassette from the video store because we thought it was the coolest thing ever. Oh, I wasn't so allowed bad. to watch James Bond. And I was like, Dad, can we get Mission 316 again? I rewatched it in preparation for this. I'm like, I how did that ever get made? <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. Like, I watched it the other day after he died. And uh, I, I, I just didn't realize that he had so many videos. So I started going oh, through yeah. them and that the 316 one is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, the, it's like one step above a Steven Seagal movie. Just to make sure <laughs> oh, I'm not yeah. missing the premise. The premise is just that he's going to like break into this place to transmit that one like him at the end. And everyone's <laughs> going to listen to him and be like, you know, he's making some good points. Oh, no. Yeah. He made videos for like every single song he did. And they had pretty high production value. I mean, for music videos in like the 80s and 90s, the bar was pretty low. Oh, yeah. Like there was Thriller and there was a whole lot of stuff that wasn't Thriller. And I feel like he was doing at least an okay job for the 90s. Oh, yeah. It was nice. Dude, the best thing about 80s music videos is just that dance that every girl does where they're kind of (laughs) like. Nothing like uh, doing something like that for uh, an audio only podcast to really get your (laughs) viewers on the same page. It's compelling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, okay, let's first off. Okay, let's kick this off with what was the first like album, cassette, whatever that you picked yourself? Like this is you buying music for you. Um, And mine was a Michael W. Smith tape. Perfect. 
Yeah. Mine was uh, Speechless by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, dude. That's more like, <laughs> parallel entities here. He was uh, also one my parents were unsure about. I brought him home from the library, and they're like, ah, let's check this out first. <laughs> Is it just because they had they didn't know who he was and they had to screen it? Yeah, it's because they didn't know who he okay. was. They, they became huge Stephen Curtis Chapman fans. Yeah, you, yeah, they were just being careful parents. What would you – I mean – your parents owe their fandom to you then, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't, it's hard for me to recall the, the first one because of the whole, you know, abundance of albums that were overflowing. But I feel like the first tape that I remember owning was a For Him tape. Yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> was For Him like, what was, were they like a boy band or were they more they like were a like praise an band? adult man band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were they were more boy like band. boys to men. They were like boys to men, but yeah, or they thought they thought they were, or they were like a young young version of like the Gaither vocal band. <laughs> there we go. I, that feels a little more appropriate. Yeah, but they had um, what? Why am I blanking on his name? It was um, oh, I won't remember any of their names. Man, that's one of the members of Forehand. Yeah, there's someone I, I was. Mark Schultz? No, don't worry about it. We'll just move on from here. It's a bad dude. I'm taking this in a weird direction. It's not helpful. This is becoming very unentertaining very quickly. So, anyway. Dude, uh, my dad used to jam to uh, Gaither Vocal Band. So Like, he would just drive around in his his van, like, listening to the Gaithers and, like, singing along to those horrible songs. Looking for a city. <laughs> Dude, you have to admit though that you did the same thing when we were in school because we both did it. So oh, like for sure. Sing for our competition, we would just blast that all day. <laughs> Dude, we did a bunch of gay their vocal band songs. I remember. Yeah. yeah, we did like three or four of them in duets and trios and quartets and, and yeah. stuff. Did you? Guys- to, I'm going. I'm going home in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to see if I can find that video of us uh, for our graduation where we sang it. Oh, please do! To figure out how to upload it. <laughs> did you guys know the Hoffman Family Band? No, I, I don't. I did not. No, so I. They were definitely a little. I feel like I was probably related to them, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, they had like 13 kids in the entire, like all of them had to like learned instruments and they went over like a traveling band together that sounds familiar say, it was bad that's like a that's like a family orchestra yeah it yeah, was like a, what was that uh sitcom the partridge family it's basically like the christian partridge family no that reference is lost on everyone here fuck <laughs> okay I, i'm, I'm trying to the partridge family. family yeah okay uh so dude, i'm thinking oh, brady Sam, we should have <laughs> we should have like prefaced this but sam you had a different like experience with it you didn't really like you weren't engulfed in christian music growing up right no i mean so for him was one of the ones i knew like any christian music that i listened to or knew of was because my my parents had it uh i didn't really care there was a part of me that always felt like it was a little like on the cheesy side even i remember being like young enough for like dc talk and being like i don't know about this like it's not it didn't feel cool it never made me feel cool even when the people that i liked were into it i was like i don't i don't know what to do with this uh so it, it really never stuck it was mostly there. like what my parents were into 
that I knew of, but until I, when we're talking about buying your first Christian albums, it was like, I bought four at one time. And before that, I never really owned any Christian music. And it was like Emery's first album, Project 86, an album from Project 86. Um, do you guys remember Dogwood? They're like a punk. Like um, oh, yeah. Punk I remember band. that name. I don't I remember their and music. It was the last. That was like they had been around for a little while. I didn't really know anything about them. And it was like their last album that they ever put out that I had bought that. And that was like really Christian. And then I, I don't. The last one's like, I, I don't even remember what the last one was, but I, I just remember, oh, it was uh, Dead Poetic, their, their new medicine. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was, that, that's them. a solid way to start, though. That, yeah. That's not you jumped right into the good show. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so I was introduced, because <laughs> I, I, I never, so, but when you were talking about music, you mentioned Linkin Park, Jeremiah, and it's just like how the amount of homeschooling Christian kids who got into heavier music because of Linkin Park, because like, you could they their content was fine oh they yeah didn't swear uh it was like really easy to get into them and not feel have your like christian guilt about it and then that gave you like that taste and you're like i like this but yeah, even heavier would be cool well, they scream shut up i know I remember. <laughs> I, yeah yeah i didn't exactly there, play definitely... that one around my parents yeah, yeah, there's anger you can tell in their hearts. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but... That was that was the first CD that my mom was let because she saw that I had it. And she did the whole pull the thing out of the CD case and read all the lyrics to make sure there was no nothing bad in there. Dude, I burned a copy from you, and I remember at one point like we had a talk or like a sermon about music and you know <laughs> guarding your heart or what whatever, and I threw away my uh my hybrid theory copy <laughs> and then regretted it like immediately. Oh yeah. Dude, that album still good. Oh, yeah, I still listen to Lincoln park all the time, but then again, I'm, I'm 12. So. Yeah, you are. Cause you still drink. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's what time is it? And you're drinking mountain dew right now, <laughs> but normally yeah. they're like energy drinks. What's well, so. a diet. Yeah. It's a diet mountain dew. He's a grown up now. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Did I, met, I don't remember, Casey, if I talked about uh, when I was in church as a kid and the, the the pastor gave a sermon on like whatever the contemporary music, like for radio contemporary, not contemporary Christian, like the problems with the lyrical content. Do you recall me getting into this or should I go for it? I don't think so. Okay. So. I just, so everyone remembers some 41, uh, this fat song, fat lip. And I, there was, I just, this is like the first sermon I heard where they, I, they addressed contemporary, just music, like whatever was on the radio. And it was the sermon prep, like the whole like, idea behind it was like, do you know what your kids are listening to? Because even stuff that's on the radio, like they, there's stuff in there that is really dark and it's not okay for children and he's like i'm gonna he goes to read some of the lyrics and he's like listen to the lyrics from this song this is from a band called sum 41 the doctor said my mom should have had an abortion <laughs> that was it i did there i, was like, I do remember this <laughs> I, i'm like sitting in the back with like a few of my friends i was old enough to like not have to sit with my family in church anymore and we all start looking at each other we're like that's a joke. Like, 
I, I think he just read these <laughs> lyrics. I don't know where he found these, but it's it's that, that's just a joke about how he's like that he's he sucks. Like I don't know. And then of course he writes the Eminem <laughs> lyrics, which are always problematic. Like you know, Eminem was like, yeah. Right, to, yeah. To be yeah. fair, solid like, case with do? Eminem. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me there. <laughs> But <laughs> oh man, we got so many of those. I don't know how many hours I've sat through sermons uh, about music, yeah. and like half the time they were talking about stuff from thirty years ago, oh, yeah, as if youth, people were still into it. Our youth pastor did that, and he was like saying, "Like, yeah, you shouldn't be listening to stuff like Godsmack," and it was just dead silence. And people were like, "Godsmack," <laughs> and we talked to him later, and it's like that was fourteen years ago. <laughs> we got a couple of them where where they were like uh you know like talking about the doors and the yeah you know the whatever what's the other one that they always talk about Um, led zeppelin oh yeah that's that's the big one that everybody always is like wow devil music (laughs) yeah it's like that gosh that was like the 70s like yeah there's do some research, man. There's horrible stuff out here you could talk about. Right. Yeah, right. Well, do you, so do you remember, I don't remember what year it was. One of the years we went to a convention for the ACE thing, and the dude preached out about how terrible contemporary Christian music is. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it was like, it's, you know, it's still, but I don't even remember what he said because it's garbage, but he was like saying that we shouldn't listen to that either, which I was like, what do you want us to listen to? What's Hit. left? <laughs> You can only sing battle hymns. That's it. <laughs> Basically, like the message was like, you're not allowed to enjoy music. Like music for recreation yeah, is. is wrong. Music is only to glorify God. And you only do that by singing songs that are at least 150 years old. It's only for procreation <laughs> yeah. of God's love in your spirit. That's all you can enjoy music for. <laughs> that's a good way. I like that's That's going in our doctrinal statement, I think. Right. <laughs> And, and it has the lyrics have to be like just ripped straight out of the Psalms. <laughs> that was something I noticed. I was re-listening to a lot of music today to get ready for this. And I I feel like I'm just gonna sound like an old person, but I do feel like the CCM stuff from like the nineties and the two thousands was a little more straight scriptural. It feels like it's gotten a little more allegorical, maybe a little more watered down these days. <laughs> right. But uh there's some stuff I'm like, this isn't good, but like they're they're Basically, it's just scripture. I mean, that was Carmen. I, that's why people liked Carmen. Like it was, it was pretty clear where he stood by like minute seven of one of his like epic songs. <laughs> like you're like, we're covering a lot of scripture in this. <laughs> in the best way, the most effective <laughs> way to evangelize. <laughs> so I think, okay. So Michael W. Smith was like one thing. Um, I think where I took my first like turn towards decent stuff and Sam's going to ridicule me, but uh, I got Jesus freak by well, DC yeah. talk. I mean, that's Solid. the, the sounds like teen spirit of CCM. Yeah, it really yeah. is. That's <laughs> a really it's good. Way to put that. <laughs> Did you know there's an owl city remix of Jesus freak? No. Yes. <laughs> and it's good. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Take it I easy. felt like it was pretty good. It, I mean, it's an Owl City remix of Jesus Freak, but yeah, like if that's what you want, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first song I learned how to play on the acoustic guitar when I got one. Like, I just, I well, no, I learned Silent Night because my grandma wanted me to play that for Christmas, and then the next thing after that, I asked my guitar teacher, like, I gotta learn Jesus Freak. 
Do 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 do. Ho ho ho. Okay. <laughs> I'm not Thanks, okay Kevin Max. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see the news from today? Uh, oh. DC Talks Kevin Max has announced he's an ex evangelical. He is deconstructing Get him on and the progressing. Pod. Sam's going to work, boy. <laughs> also, the, the picture of him they included, I'm like, oh, his, time has not been kind to Kevin Max. He does not look like a happy young man anymore. <laughs> I just followed Dude. him on tw- on our um, on our podcast Twitter. That's how I kind of keep track of people we want to talk to. I was just texting Casey earlier today about like who from DC Talk should we uh, should we try oh, to get on? He's first. definitely the one you could probably get. Yeah. Like Toby Mac, I think he's he's still a little too sold out. And then I don't know what Michael Tate is. Sold out for Jesus. Is he still uh, singing for the Newsboys? I think Michael I, Tate is with the. Oh, no, I didn't. Still, yeah. Okay. I did not follow but that. Kevin, I mean Matt. Yeah, Kevin. Is Kevin Max is his name, right? It's uh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, he had a, like a good great one. voice. Like, oh yeah. His voice was awesome, and it's like all I wanted was to hear him sing like heavier music, and he just went like straight up like milk toast praise music. Yeah. Maybe he'll make up for lost time. Like if he goes, if Kevin Max leaves the church and goes back and makes a new metal album, I will have I will have a boner lasting longer than four hours. Yeah. <laughs> what was like? Okay, so what was what was the first like more uh, rocky sort of album that? Uh, what's what's a couple you got into? Uh, it was rocky Skelet. Balboa. Skillet back in the um in the Marilyn yeah. Manson esque days, like the Invincible days, where they're wearing like mesh shirts, nips oh, yeah. out for Jesus. That's like, still weird, for it. That hair. is a solid CD. Still, I put that on my list. Uh, I did well, and the ramblings of an insane person. It is on here somewhere. Dude, which on one did I put on well. here? Uh, Skillet was definitely one of the first ones. Best kept secret. Yep. Yeah, yep. dude, it is so it's, good. Like and I know he's a big friend of the show and everything, but it's kind of crazy how <laughs> they've they've really stayed really relevant and they've made a lot of good music. Good music in like the Breaking Benjamin genre, like yeah, good if you like that type of thing. But there's a lot of solid albums they've put out. Yeah, when they also evolved, styles. they evolved their music. Yeah, them too. So it was always like progressing to something new and different, which a lot of bands don't do in general. They're staying on the cusp of like songs to play in the background of like basketball games and stadiums. Like right. they're just they've yeah. stayed right on it. They're like the Sultans of State Fair butt rock. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. I remember because you know when you when I really hit the the metal stage of my musical tastes, like that was all I was interested in, and like yeah, it was such an identity thing that it was like you were you felt embarrassed to look, listen to anything else, which is super lame. Yeah. But I remember like hearing that, uh, the skillet album where they had the, the violins and stuff. Was it collide? Was it comatose. Yeah. Oh, comatose. Comatose. Okay. Yeah. comatose. And I remember like, I wasn't into that stuff at all. And I remember listening to a few songs in there and being like, this is really catchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like all of their albums were pretty good, but they always had like three or four songs that were just like cringeworthy on each album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think my first turn into like Christian metal was Demon Hunter, Um, which I mean, that's I still think Demon Hunter is pretty awesome. It's like it's like intro to metal. 
exactly. It's like, I mean, they're, they're a pretty legit, like hard yeah. rock yes. metal band still. Like they, they've definitely got, they've nailed the feel. And uh, I think the first album I heard was Summer of Darkness and then the Triptych. Demon Hunter was good though. Uh, oh, yeah. I I think that was one of those that like somehow they had a song that like somehow made it onto one of those X albums, like X two thousand three. Right. Oh, I hadn't thought about X two thousand three in a long time. I think that was the I got that album. That was awesome. It was. It's on Spotify. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been adding songs to playlists after. Uh, after listening to a bunch of stuff today. All right. Searching X 2003 gets me a lot of stuff. That's definitely not right. I'll look at that later. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember like some, I remember, um, cause Jesse, we had like, we passed around like satellite, which is definitely on my list. POD oh yeah. Forever. I put a, I put a song from that CD on there. Yep. Um, Classic. I know we had like the early, really cheesy pillar album. Uh, we had all the pillar albums. Well, I still have all of them on my computer because I found them today. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about like, okay, that's one album that Spotify doesn't have. It's the album before Fireproof called Above. I think they still oh, have yeah. it. I think that's where I found it. Maybe, I, maybe I feel like don't. I've looked for that before. Maybe they don't have it I had to. There. I had to look for it on YouTube because they didn't have it, but it was like oh, the one with I the... Did too. Jesus. I know what you're talking about. I know yeah, what you're talking about. Um, because like they Jesus got the Redeemer kind of a thing on the front. There's a song Father on it, I think, that I really liked. I learned how to play in the guitar. That was another one of their early ones. And I haven't been able to find like a recording of that song to actually listen to in like a decade. I don't know if I remember that one. I remember the the Jesus Christ Superman one. <laughs> Kryptonite can't slow him down. I don't remember that. I wish I did. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Can we talk about those lyrics for a second? Sure. Is that it? I mean, what else is there? Because. Oh, I can. Like, it is a little bit weird to just make Jesus a superhero i don't know i feel weird well it's kind of weird to make superheroes when you have jesus in. Yeah. <laughs> dude yeah i remember at convention one year a guy made me change my tie because i i think i had wore your superman tie oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like we're not doing superheroes this year we're into super jesus no way <laughs> yeah, I had to walk back to the dorm and change my tie because uh, you can't be without a tie unless yeah. you're competing in athletics so stupid oh my god <laughs> it sounds like this uh convention needs like a whole episode i just have so many questions <laughs> oh dude convention oh. was wild it it's, was a, like, it's a rabbit hole yeah Jeremiah, it was did, like the peak of the year every year <laughs> uh i went to one or two homeschool conventions yeah uh well yeah I, I went to homeschool graduation <clears throat> i graduated high school at the richmond homeschool convention and let me tell you what I've never seen more high school graduates getting their hair combed by their mom right before they <laughs> walk out somewhere. <laughs> like I would never pretend like I was cool when I was growing up, but I looked around, I was like, mm, I'm top 10%. Definitely. Like, no question. All the moms are like spitting in their hands and rubbing yeah, through yeah. their kids' hair before they comb like, it. Be still. This is for me. This is my special day. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I did. I did a couple homeschool conventions, but it wasn't something we did every year. 
Yeah, I, I remember when I I was excited to go to the first one that, or that I went to. I remember going to a couple. So I actually, it's funny is um, so being in Massachusetts, uh, I'm near the city of Worcester, and we have this venue called the Worcester Palladium, and that's where all the metal show happens, and it's on the same block as the DCU Center, which is where a lot of concerts would happen, but that's where they would do. That's where the homeschool convention was for me. And one year that I started going, it was like my year. That was like the year after I started getting into metal. And there was a festival going, a metal festival going on at the Worcester Palladium at the same weekend. They had the homeschool convention. And I remember <laughs> I was at the festival and then I would like, like the, I would go to the homeschool convention. And then at the end of that, I would go to the, it was like metal fest or something like that. Or maybe it was a rock and shock. I don't remember, but it was like, I remember being at the homeschool convention and listening to people all weekend freaking the fuck out about what was going on in that building. They're just like, we walked by and all we could hear was screaming. Like people <laughs> didn't understand what was happening in there at all. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Doesn't, nothing sounds worse than a metal band playing in another room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> What, like what was the first concert? Banging together. <laughs> what was the first like Christian concert you went to that you were like, "This goes pretty hard." Like when Dude, younger you, Jesse and I was, went together. We went to Skillet. Yeah, Skillet. Yeah. That was like I. I feel like I've talked about it before, but it, that was like the point at which I was like, "I'm gonna be in a band. I will, and it's gonna happen." It just. Uh, it just took like four years for it to happen. Yeah. My most spot rock. C spot rock. Uh, I've heard a lot about this tour and I don't, I wasn't privy to it. It, I I don't remember which one I went to. I think April and I were comparing notes in the discord a while back. I think we both went to the same one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on the lineup. I know pillar was there. I feel like big dismal was there and maybe (laughs) sanctus real. So like some pretty heavy hitters, but it was at the Norva, which is an awesome venue. It was like a third full. Our moms were standing in the back, like holding their jackets. There was like a four person mosh pit up front. There was plenty of room to like walk up, join the mosh pit, have some fun, walk <laughs> back out. My um, my first show, like my first like I'm going to this Christian band show was uh, I still get you guys beat. It was Norma Jean. Oh, come Jeez, on, dude. <laughs> Give me a break. That that barely even counts. I know. It's the first really time I saw be. them was at the Norva. They're one of those bands that like I, I have on the list of uh, like more like Christians in a band rather than a Christian band. Like, you know, there's some faith based lyrics, allegedly, but it was pretty much like <laughs> Solid State offered them a contract. and They're like, OK, yeah. like yeah. you'll do. They opened like, for, I, I mean, no, I think they were the last, I can't remember who the last band to play was, uh, but on that bill was Atreyu, Scars of Tomorrow, and Unearth, which Unearth was like, that ooh, was my first, like, dang. I, oh, I, I, that was the first time I watched people just like shred. Like I had no beat, idea. I was just, just beat each other. <laughs> it was, that was ridiculous. Watching Unearth was like a mind boggling. And Atreyu was very like, glamorous like that emo screamo bullshit which i i mean i was fine with yeah. like, i like that i'm just saying like it, yeah. it was a different it was like big contrast because they had that that pretty boy vibe going and then and then you have scars of tomorrow which is just like metal heads right all long hair just like chugging and it's like kind of just like bobbing their heads and then you have your norma jean which was like they were all over the place that was like uh, that was something 
yeah, it was exactly. It was like theatrical in the way that they were like just falling and running around the stage. It was just out of control. And I'm like, I've never watched heavy music on live before. So like seeing that was like, the, I mean, that was like my first actual show. Scoggin was that like Josh Scoggin days? Yeah, that was right before. That yeah. was like, because they were touring on, um, was it Bless the Martyr? kiss the child whatever it was i don't remember there was it was before this other album yeah. after that came out so it was before he left for the chariot but um, i was i saw it one in of the those newspaper. bands that like that's how i knew it was coming to town i was like <laughs> i read it in the newspaper <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that's dating yourself a bit yeah <laughs> they're one of those bands like christian bands like uh august burns red or as i lay dying where like they they define like a part of their genre where like they still get tons of props. Like there is no other band like Norma Jean. Yeah. No, that's, I, st- oh, I still yeah. like listen. I feel like I didn't, I didn't respect him enough back then. I really only started getting into him maybe 10 years ago and <laughs> they're still, they're one of my most listened to metal bands. Like I, I just, I didn't appreciate how good they were. I don't actually like the old stuff as much, but I really like everything they've been doing. Like if you haven't heard all hail, I think that was their last I one. Just it's yeah. one of their best. To that. I just it's so that. good. Literally yesterday, I put that album on. That's funny, dude. I really like uh, his side project band, Hundred Sons. Never heard it. I, yeah, you'd like it, it. It's it's good. It's a little less chaotic than Norma Jean, but I've listened to that one more than any of their albums. But like Redeemer is great. Me, uh, Meta Meteora, or what? I don't remember what it was. Meteora. One of those is really good. Yeah, uh, it wasn't Meteora. Redeemer. <laughs> also great. Yeah. Oh no, I know. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it. Um, oh, Meridional. Meridi- Meridional. Yes. Oh, whatever. That one is great. <laughs> <laughs> There's an extra consonant in there. I remember when we went to that Skillet concert. Uh, it felt real edgy because. Just remember, we did like the new metal, like Pogo down, bounce. Oh yeah, when they were playing it, and the I was like, I can't John believe I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm doing it. It was uh, like one of those where I like it. told my parents when I got home, like kind of like, oh like, uh, yeah, we like uh, jumped up and down. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> it's funny when you're like, because I ever. I don't know why music is such a big deal to kids and especially like when you're that age. I mean, I guess I do. I mean, it's still a big deal to me, but yeah, you like, like music sort of defines you for a while. It's like your whole identity. I feel like, Oh yeah. Yeah, it really does. It's crazy. Just going back through some of these albums today. Like I can remember exactly what was going on in my life, where I was oh, at. Yeah. I haven't thought about this stuff in decades and as soon as I like put on uh, what say it loud by Sanctus Real, I'm like, I'm out in the backyard cutting the grass. <laughs> no girls like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play the guitar really well, but I want to learn how to play this one song. <laughs> like it, it's crazy. That's I, my memories of cutting. I, I have a lot of uh, memories of, certain bands and cutting the grass as well i had a huge yard as a kid and it was just like just popped on the riding lawnmower and threw your headphones on it was just like and that was when you would put in a cd into your like discman or whatever you had and it was like you listen to it from start to finish and maybe put some shit on repeat for a minute but 
man, those that's the shit that brings me like the albums that I hear and I'm like, I there like you get to a point at, at some point where it's like you don't listen to albums from start to finish that much anymore. Not really. Well, we all got iPods. That's pretty much yeah. what, what did it in. You made your I, mean, I, I do that now more like as an intentional thing. Yeah. But yeah, I used to go to what? What was it? Crosswalk? What was the Christian? That's not the one I'm thinking of. What was the Christian music store? That's uh, not really Lifeway? No, I'm not thinking of Lifeway. Yeah. I'm thinking less cool than Lifeway. I don't remember the name. But you'd go, like I'd go, it's a pretty small, you get one CD and then I've got like the ride home, you know, from there to listen to it and read all the artwork and like this is all I'm going to listen to for the next four weeks until we go oh, back yeah. out again. Dude, what was funny is how like you, there was no sampling music before you bought it back then. Mm-mm. And like if you if your only outlet was like the Christian bookstore, you would go to the bookstore, you'd look at the the albums on the rack and you'd be like, this one looks like it might be heavy from the artwork and stuff. And you'd buy it and like half the time you hated it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> did I remember buying a Jump 5 album at one point? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> what is this? Like, this, no, is, this dude, is terrible. The Christian bookstore that I was in Lansing, they had a section of like demo CDs that you could put in and listen to on these disgusting, like old, like germ covered headphones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okamus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys so, have morning? I quite a few there and I'd make a note and I'd give it to my mom and part of the list. <laughs> <laughs> morning Star was the other Christian bookstore I had around here. I don't know if that was like just know a regional one. thing. No. But Ours was just like generic. One Family of the Christian. albums I bought just based <laughs> on the album art was, um, do you guys remember the band Becoming the Archetype? Oh, yeah. I uh-huh. bought that album yeah. based on art. It, it was like this like post-apocalyptic I feel like Sam got way warfare. luckier than the rest of us. Yeah. Sam's <laughs> like, yeah, I just wandered into this show. It was Norma Jean's first time playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We make that such a huge jump too. Like how did you just like immediately bounce into like heavy music? I yeah. honestly don't remember. I So I again, like I said, the first – so there are kids in my youth group. I was a latecomer to music and I – there were kids in my youth group that had got me into like heavier music a little bit, but I wasn't friends with them and I didn't really, Oh, for God's sake, did we lose them again? We hung out outside a youth group and then Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I lost connection. Hey, you're back now. I think. Okay. I only see. Okay. I see everyone again. Oh my God. I don't know what the fuck. Can you hear him? I can hear him. Yep. I can hear him and see him. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here. Dude, Sam, how did you just jump right into heavy music? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like <laughs> there were some kids in my youth group that got me into the concept of heavier music. That was the first time I really heard it. But I remember it also it being a little bit much. Like I remember a, one of the kids letting me listen to some of his music and it was just like all screaming straight through. And it was kind of like brutal. And I was like, that's a little much. But like I was introduced to bands like Emery and... Uh, stuff like that where like you mix the screaming in but it's kind of emo so i don't know it was like through that like after you listen to that band and then you kind of 
you find the associated bands because you would like, oh, what record label are they on? And the internet was around enough at yeah. that time where you're like, let me just go to their website. And then you find Solid State and Tooth and Nail. And there was this other website that I found. I do not remember the name of it. And it was like four Christian bands. And it was like all heavy music. That, and you could hear like samples of things and you would pick genre. Like you could be like mm. black metal, death metal, thrash metal. It's like, and then like emo, hardcore, post hardcore, like literally any type of genre there was. That's kind of how I started learning about it. I was like, just like click on these sub genres and then like sample music from like a dozen bands. before, And I was like, that's for me. This isn't. And, but I mean, again, once you get into like, once, all of us that found our way into like tooth and nail and solid state bands. That was it. Like, then you just, that's the connection. I mean, what, what tooth and nail and solid state did for Christian kids who like heavy music is. I, I mean, I don't even know how you can put words to it. It was like a life changing experience for Dude, so many of us. Heavy, yeah. heavy music for Christian kids is like heavy petting. Like once you <laughs> squeeze a butt cheek, you're not going back. That's what heavy petting headed every you? time you, yeah. you start making out. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. You just heavy pet butt cheeks, <laughs> and you know I had to heavy pet my own butt cheeks for a long time and just sort of use my imagination. <laughs> Smacking your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's funny, like, when you bought something, because there are so many times when you bought something that wasn't heavy enough for you at the time, and you were disappointed, but then occasionally you'd buy something that was heavier than you could handle at the time. Like, remember Alex bought They're Only Chasing Safety? Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So he got, he bought that CD and was like, I don't don't think I like this. Like, there's a couple songs where they sing. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. None of us liked it. We're like, "What is yeah. this?" I don't know. Yeah, because we were we were not that far yet. Because we we were listening to like Staple we, and East West and yeah, we were still on like uh, we were still on like the Pillar and Cutlass and all those guys. Oh, Cutlass stage! All right, if you go look at Cutlass's picture on Spotify, like oh, they're so bad. Well, like, <laughs> but if you look at their picture, they think they're like Wolves at the Gate or something. Like they think they're a metal band by their picture. And then you listen to yeah. them and like, it's just straight up like three days grace. Yeah. They were a straight oh. up like boner kill. Like you yeah. think you're buying a rock album and it's, it's just praise music with one song. That's well, too heavy to music, play in the worship service. Yeah. Praise me, uh, praise music, but they have really good guitar tone. And there was that one music video where they both spun their guitars around their shoulders. I think it was your touch. The two guitarists like did the, the guitar spin. And for 13 year old me, that was like a, whoa, like, yeah, I didn't know your, that was allowed. Your touch was the one that I tried to play on guitar. That was like the first song that I was like, I need to learn this on guitar. Yeah, I feel like that was their only good song up that Sea of Faces CD. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Sea of Faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. So what's funny about like that era too is how I feel like at that point, movie soundtracks were a way bigger deal too. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, you remember getting like the uh, the Space Screen. Jam soundtrack? I was just going to say, one of the first CDs I ever owned was Space Jam soundtrack. It was great. It yeah. had the weird like, Will Smith made a song for Wild Wild West, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Men in Black. He did. Yeah, Will that, Smith that was, was also soundtrack. one of my first CDs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Will Smith was the soundtrack for all of his movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. And then, but yeah, Extreme Days. That that had a great soundtrack. It did. That so as far as Christian music goes, that was probably the best soundtrack of I would assume any of the current Christian movies that are out oh, as well. Are yeah. we not including the Prince of Egypt in that? Because I'd like to submit the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> That movie is solid. I'll hand it to you, man. It is. I remember I, The Prince of Egypt being a solid film. I rewatched it uh, late last year for the first time in, I think, literally 20 years. And I was like, I didn't remember how good this movie is. Like, this is actually extremely well done. And the music's great. Man, I remember people, like, job. raising questions about, like, how scripturally accurate it was. That's what I remember about it. Yeah, but I, I was allowed so to go great. to the theater to see it. And I only went to, like, one movie every three years. So it was a really big deal. <laughs> so I remember when I was in the theater waiting to go in, they had the um, Phantom Menace posters up where it's, like, Jake Lloyd walking and the shadow that's cast on the sand behind him is of Darth Vader. And I was yeah. like, if I ever see Star Wars, I bet that's going to be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie I saw in theaters by myself was the first Pokemon movie that came out. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that's because that was the first time I wanted to see a movie that was so unbearable for my parents that they're just like, fuck this shit. You're going by yourself. <laughs> What type of homeschooled person were you? You were allowed to watch Pokemon? Oh, we yeah, talked about this devil. a little bit. I had to, I had, I had to <laughs> do some contemplating about why. <laughs> like, they they weren't really evolving. They were just growing up. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, was a little bit. <laughs> growing up. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to watch The Lion King because he talks to his dead spirit dad. Oh, so, wow. Like, none of this was on the table. <laughs> I've still never seen The Lion King. <laughs> I sort of disappoint my parents. <laughs> oh man, that is like such the like the standard issue like church logic from that time period. Oh yeah, you could like, well, hone in on one thing and like ah nope, rule it out. Yeah. Well, think about yeah. it. Like I feel like I'm making my parents sound like really terrible. My parents are awesome, and they have definitely lightened up a ton over the years. But think about it: if you become a Christian in like the '80s or early '90s, and you're trying to protect your kids, there's no internet that you can use to research anything. Like the only way you're finding out about the evils of the world is like what at church, and, you know? And you're yeah. trying to be cautious. Like how I would like to think critical thinking would get you through some of that, but I don't know. Like you play the records backwards, and there's evil messages in it. Like who's to say that's not right? You know? Yeah, like right. I, I think they were just trying to do their best of like we're not sure about some of this. We're just going to err on the side of like, eh, you don't need to see the Lion King. Yeah, and dude, I totally agree because with my parents too, it was like I I swear all of us millennials who grew up homeschooled, it was like all our parents got saved when they were like younger than we are now. It was like they were in mm -hmm. their like twenties. It was right before they had kids, and then they get you get they got like when they made the decision to homeschool, it's like you get sucked into the homeschooling world and there's all this information flying at you. Uh, I mean, Ken Ham spoke at every homeschool convention. Joshua Harris was at homeschool convention speaking. Like you're immediately oh, inundated with this message from a world that you're not familiar with from people who you're supposed to respect saying like, this is really important. These things are dangerous. If you don't raise your kids like this, they're going to fall away. If they fall away, they burn in hell for all of eternity. And that's on you because you let them watch this or that. And you didn't, you didn't stand for Christ here and there. And like you, they made the stakes so high that it makes sense that all of our parents, like when we were younger, because I me and my older brother are close enough in age where like, we were all like, 
him and I were treated the same, but you watched things lighten up for like my younger siblings and all of my friends who are homeschooled. They grew up just like us. And then like their younger siblings were like, they didn't give a shit about any of that stuff anymore because like they realized after a few years, like, okay, I get what you're saying. And in, in some ways they, I mean, they still believe the same, but they were, they, they realized that like that level of censorship is, isn't effective. And they know that because they watched us like ignore their rules and do it anyway and turn out just fine. So yeah, it it is a strange, it's a strange world for us to have been raised in because it was just, it was a quick turnaround for them on like getting saved and then being told all this stuff that was like so high stakes. Yeah. And it, and it creeps or freaks the kids out too. Did you guys ever watch the super kids movies? Mm-mm. No, no, it doesn't. Kenneth Copeland Ministries produced Shut a. Up. Oh <laughs> man, I'm so glad I get to tell you about this. Kenneth Copeland <laughs> Ministries produced this series called The Super Kids. Wait, did you also see like the Willie George, also Kenneth Copeland and Willie George Ministries, like all the cowboy stuff? No. no. Wow. Oh my goodness. All right, um, I'm gonna have to send you some links later. So they made cuts. this thing. Uh, Commander yeah, Kelly geez. and the Super Kids, where they were like, I don't know, it was like a quasi Star Wars thing fighting like the atheist Nazis. Uh, it wasn't actual Nazis, but like they were just <laughs> the bad guys. I forget what they were called, Sword or something. And uh, and the final like Super Kids movie, they made a big deal about like Commander Kelly's being put on trial for being a Christian, just like you could be one day. And I remember as a kid, I was like, oh no. I don't think I can go on trial. Like, I, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And like, they really made you feel like this could happen to you. Like it may not be, you may not be literally arrested, but you'll, you'll have trials for your faith. And I'm like, I think 10 year old me just was not ready to process that information. Like I should have just been allowed to watch star Wars and get it over with. Like it would have been better. <laughs> Dude, they, they layered that stuff on. We were just talking about that with, with the guest recently here about like how, much some of those people loved to talk about like the coming persecution you know oh, even yeah. like the left behind books like you know like in the most gruesome detail that ken la or or whatever can come up with it's talking about like guillotines and gore and stuff they love that stuff you can't prosecute reason. a culture war unless you can convince people that there is one <laughs> you gotta they all have like a gun to their forehead and the person's like do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yeah, like, awful. You have to say yes or no. And then you watch. You watch. It's like before it gets to you, you watch like 10 people take a bullet to the forehead. And then you have to get up there and just decide whether or not you'll die for Jesus right there. That's right. Which is a lot for so, like a 10 or a 12 yeah, year old to exactly. think about like. <laughs> That's that's gonna you know maybe push him towards some really like heavy like twelve stone style music. You know? yeah. <laughs> no wonder we all gravitated <laughs> towards twelve stones music. on my list. I did oh too. yeah, <laughs> broken. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that, exactly. That's exactly what I had on my fantastic too. song. My introduction to twelve stones was through an, that Evanescence song. Oh yeah, and I remember checking out twelve stones after that because that was like a, it felt like a heavier bit, and then hearing them being like. I don't like this. This is not what I want from music. I was expecting something heavier, more new metally, but it was kind of butt rocky. Yeah, I listened to one of their albums a ton, and then I bought the next one. And I just remember like 
getting really disillusioned with some of that like pseudo hard rock stuff Mm -hmm. because of how like hollow the guitars sounded because he just every song is just like one guitarist playing power chords right there's like no dimension to it and it just feels like flat you know well as soon as i like got into demon hunter i was like oh here's actual like really good musicality and there's a lot of singing there's some screaming it's really accessible like i feel like that's why maybe demon hunter is such a good gateway band for a lot of people is they're legit good at pretty much everything they were doing and it kind of gets you into the idea of like complex musicality and stuff because demon hunter was pretty much i tripped straight from them right into kill switch engage yeah and like and then it was off to the races and i think that was my my first i would say real concert um you know i mean went to creation fest and stuff but i mean like the first actual metal show uh was kill switch engage they were touring on the end of heartache uh, oh no, as daylight dies, they were touring as daylight dies with hate breed. And we saw them at the Norva. And like, that was the first show where I was like, this feels dangerous. Like, yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> hate breed was doing like a wall of death and stuff. And 15 year old was oh, like, geez. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to oh, hang out man. on the balcony. <laughs> I forgot about walls of death. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a big was, deal back then. It was incredible. So though. That was that's still one of the top five concerts I've ever been to. I mean, like the whole crowd was so into it, just singing along to every single word of that kill switch engage was doing. Like it was, it was pretty incredible. Like from yeah, that point on, rad. I was definitely in the metal. Yeah. They were a huge gateway band for me too. I mean, I I'd started getting the heavier music too, but hearing them was like, that just hit the right spots. Like I, so I got into them with end of heartache, but then ended up going, you know, back, but uh, hearing the, the singing to me, it was like a perfect mix. Like it all like blended together. Well, and they're, they were always from, they were from Massachusetts. So like going to their shows here, everyone treated it like it was like, like they were gods. So when you would go, it just was like, we had a smaller venue anyway that they would play at. And that there was like, it's just, that was a magical experience for sure. They were one like, that's definitely goes down. And the books is one of the more memorable concerts for me too. Yeah. I, I remember like at one point, so the first like metal show that I went to, I was kind of like teetering on the edge. And then we went to the intersection in Grand Rapids and saw haste the day, uh, a life once lost. It dies today. and someone else. And I remember like that show being like, Oh, this, I, this is what I want. Like, this is exactly like what I want to do where I want to be. And that was when I was at Hillsdale and pretty much from there forward, I was like plotting to leave Hillsdale because I wanted to be in a band. (laughs) Big motivating factor. I think I saw KJ five, two on Jesse's list when he held up his, his chicken scratch to the Uh, camera. That was one of the ones that I put under well, it, there's not really a rhyme or reason, but it's one of the ones that was like things that are just like cringy. Like I can't. They're so bad. There's like metal is a genre that I think Christian music legit has some of the best metal. Oh, absolutely. Bands, yeah, hardcore there, I mean, bands. Like, and there's no like no qualification, no excuses. Christian yeah. rap. On the other hand, I don't know how, who was into Christian rap in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, we were, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, that's my, oh, good. I went through and I was like, I can't just put metal bands on here because it'll just be stuff that's good. Like, I gotta pick stuff that is awful. <laughs> Dude, Jesse and I loved that. We had so many like Christian rap albums, and it's been like surprising talking to people 
I figured other people were into that stuff too, and like no one was. Like no one <laughs> yeah, listens no. to Christian rap but us. Yeah. No, so we, got, was, we were super in it, into it for a while. Yeah, Jesse used to make me uh, uh, mixtapes because my truck didn't have a CD player. <laughs> I record the CD onto a cassette for him <laughs> over one of our old, like, one of my mom's, like, choir practice cassettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, what's, the, what's some of the ones that come to mind when you think about uh, ones that you liked? Okay, so uh, the first one that made the list was Lecrae. He had a song called Jesus Music that people, mm-hmm. that it made it in the secular world. Like, it was a popular song. Pretty good song. Uh, also on my list is John Rubin. Do not oh, yeah. remember that yep. song. That I was like doing, that was one of the first on like here. rap songs that we were like, this <laughs> is cool, and it still holds up. It's actually still a pretty good song. To listen to it today. Uh, Doing's good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had some of his some of his stuff as he as he got further along in his career, his, his stuff kind of went. It wasn't as good. Uh, Pigeon John, mm-hmm. Heck yeah. LA Symphony. Yep, Ellie Symphony. I had them. Yeah, Broken uh, tape decks holds up hard. Yeah, uh, King Kong was one of the ones that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I put you down a bunch of songs, but the first time we ever heard him was on a DJ Madge album. Which, if you look on Spotify, there's only like two on there. There's not all of them, but I found them all on my computer. Um, it's his very first one. It was called like Wax Mixtape or something like that. Wax Museum. Wax Museum. He's got a song called Gold Motorcycle, and we and Casey bump that hard. Did uh, either of you guys listen to Cross Movement? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they made the list, too. They had, oh. I had all their songs oh, as well. Now, was Lecrae part of the Cross Movement? I don't know. No, no, he's a lot younger so. than that. I, I have him on my um, Traitors of the Faith list. Um, oh. I don't know if you guys have seen, but Lecrae <laughs> has, has started speaking out about social issues. Yeah, um, yeah. You can't and, be doing that. Yeah, and he he's actually <laughs> apparently lost a lot of gigs and stuff. Wow. Uh did you see the uh but the he's infamous still pretty Q&A? Christian? Oh yeah, he definitely well, okay, what type of Christian though? Uh, yeah, the <laughs> but is yeah. he a Sam but Christian? With, yeah. <laughs> What's weird about it is he's very st- like I mean, if you really push him if you were gonna push him on it and like have like the message he would give about what type of Christian he is, is probably quite similar to the one that we receive, like that evangelical Mm -hmm. Christian message, except Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior because he died for your sins. Like, I mean, I'm sure if you really pushed him on it, there'd be a little bit more nuance, but like when it comes to the basics, like he's the type of Christian that he always has been. And that's, what's so mind boggling to me about, people like like just standing up for social issues is they get pushed to the the side it's just like oh you know we can't have that but like belief wise theology wise they're not really deviating from anything they believe they're just applying it to their actual lives and saying based on what i understand about everything that i've learned is that uh you know jesus cared about people so maybe we should give that a fucking shot and then they're just like, oh, you don't get shows anymore. Yeah, but the learning only, about uh, like racial l- learning about racial inequity though is sounds a lot like communism though. So the church doesn't really have a lot of room for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read this, I was looking up because I knew there'd been some controversy around Lecrae. 
And I don't know if y'all have seen this, like there's this article from last year. Apparently he did a, um, a public discussion about racism with, uh, Louis Giglio, Giglio, Giglio. I think what? it's Giglio. Make a church pastor. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A CEO, Dan Cathy mm-hmm. at a uh, passion city church in Atlanta. Just let, let me read this quote because I can't believe this is a real thing. Um, Giglio said, we understand the curse that was slavery. White people do. And we say that was bad, but we missed the blessing of slavery that it actually <gasps> built up the framework for the world that white people live in. And then what? Dan Cathy walked over to Lecrae and shined his white sneakers as a sign of humility and then offered a hug. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit. Now, G- Giglio did, he did post a video, uh, where he was crying on social media saying that didn't come out right, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> it came out perfect. Yeah, he really took the coffee filter out for that one. Oh, yeah. Full chunk. But no, yeah. Lecrae, Lecrae's awesome. Uh, he's he's put out a lot of good albums. But I feel like he was like, when you say CCM, maybe this is just because we're millennials, but I always think of like 95 to like 2007 as being yeah. like that was like peak ccm culture and lecrae didn't really get hit a big to what like 0809 i feel like he's he kind had, of well, he had that. a couple of cds that came out i think there was there's a bunch of stuff that i found that was like right at the cusp of like where i i switched from this stuff to more like metal so mm-hmm. it's stuff that's from like 2002 to like 2007 okay oh i didn't know he had stuff then Do you remember well, it, might, it might have been 2006 like it was right there it would have been like earlier but Remember Ill Harmonics? Yeah, yep. they, they're also on the list somewhere on here. <laughs> Dude, I remember like no one at our school was cool at no. all or dressed no. cool. Nothing. We were the Nobody. cool ones, and we we weren't cool either. <laughs> I remember like you know having no idea like what normal people wore for clothing and stuff, and kind of oh, having yeah, that no. like back of your mind guilt about buying name brands and everything. And right. Oh no, but then we had. Uh, our own style, which was to go to Mervyn's, which doesn't exist anymore, and buy clothes <laughs> in their own name brands. If that dates how old we are, it's Mervyn. So, yeah. Dude, I remember, like, for a minute, like, one of the Ill Harmonics albums, like, the one dude had, he wore, like, those button-down, flat-bottom bowling shirts. Uh, and yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah, it's so a little, like, newsboy hat. <laughs> and, dude, I... I I did that for a minute. We adopted is the bowling shirt hard. <laughs> pictures of that. Oh my god! It's bad. <laughs> it's walk around like Charlie Sheen every day at school. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's a perfect reference. Thank you. Yeah, that, oh, that was bad. So I jumped aboard, and I also rocked the bowling shirt. Dude, we had some weird ideas about clothes. Like, remember for a minute, like we thought wearing goggles on your hat head was cool. That was because I don't remember what the CD was. I couldn't find it. MG the Visionary. MG the Visionary. Yes. He was a he was a rapper. He, he actually put some stuff out. I didn't listen to it today because I couldn't find the song that was on whatever this CD was that I also couldn't find. I looked really hard for it today. I couldn't find it. But so he in his his one picture on the album or whatever it was. He had goggles like like uh, not like diving goggles, but like snow goggles that were this like the same shape of like goggles. If that makes any sense, like like post-apocalyptic like, Batman yeah. goggles. Yeah, like we're like, yeah, we're going to look like we're a steampunk. 
I don't know. Yeah, like you're flying in a old school plane where there's no like wind. It was just like you have a yes, windshield. Exactly in front of you. that. Yeah, that's so. I'm trying. I was like, not a whole face mask. I'm trying to figure. Out. Yeah, so that. Uh, we would just rock them all the time. We get like suction cup marks on our foreheads. Because <laughs> you were just using swimming goggles, right? That's all you had available. <laughs> oh, no, it was like the something speedos. stupid, but yeah. Dude, yeah, well, yeah, like rebellion at our school took on like a lot of really uh, bland uh, forms. Like for a minute, it was. <laughs> zip off pants uh-huh. and like dude, you couldn't like you people at our like our, our principal would lose her mind if you did something like open the zippers on your zip off pants like yes. you could take were them like... off during your break when we're playing soccer and stuff so we would just like unzip them all the way and either like leave them hanging from your knee or like unzip them all the way and leave them like bundled around your feet <laughs> <laughs> Play soccer. We uh, we were two different awful. types of pairs of zip-off pants. One of this is insane. I don't know why anyone <laughs> made pants. So one of them was a pair of jeans, and it had it was it had two separate spots jeans. that you could zip off. Right? It was one. <laughs> it was. In case you want to wear capris? Yeah. Is that yes? yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clam diggers. <laughs> it was. It was one of the knees uh, that was like midway into your shin, and I would uh, that's wear awful. them like that because long shorts were cool. But then I had another pair. I had two of the exact same pair of pants, but they were in different colors and they were like swishy material. And uh, I oh, would geez. like unzip. One was red, and one was like it was like a beige. And I would, I would swap the bottoms of the legs on them, <laughs> and just. It, it, so it was like it would have to be like a red pant, and then at the right below the knee, it would just switch to beige where the zipper was at. And I would, and then I'd do that with the other pair too. So it'd be beige and then red. <laughs> oh, and I thought that was so real cool. cool. Yeah, yeah I, I probably wore an orange T-shirt at the same time because orange was neat. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I, I had dude. I, I, orange I was my... that way too. Yeah, yes. we did that. Pants. Yeah, I was. I, orange, I was about to say orange zip-off pants. <laughs> I had uh, I wore my zip off pants and my favorite shirt when I was like thirteen was an orange shirt that had a Jesus's hands on it and it said body piercing saved my life. <laughs> oh my god! Thirteen <laughs> year old me thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I also when I started getting into wearing black, you know, where, you know the heavier music, I had a shirt that had like the Intel logo and it just said peace inside, and I, I forget where I got that. <laughs> Those horrible Christian knockoff t-shirts. Oh, they're terrible. I had all of them. I just always think of the ones that instead of saying no fear, it said real fear. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. I always think of the Jesus peanut butter cups. I, I switched Reese's to Jesus, and I don't know what it oh, said yeah. underneath it. But yeah. I had a shirt that was like, it was like, oh, just had fish, a school of fish going one way. And then like the, it was like an, I think it was like the Ichthus kind of fish going the other way. And it was just like said, going against oh. the flow on the bottom. So, so there was only like one Christian <laughs> bookstore, or like Christian clothing company. It sounds like that just sourced all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's only like ten shirts. <laughs> Copyright infringement must not have been a big deal at the time. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I don't. I don't know why it's like when you're that age, like you just zone in on one <clears> thing. 
and and that <laughs> is then from there forward that's like what you wear and you think you that's like cool. the one yeah you want to like, be cool and you don't, you don't know what cool is and you see like uh you know a plus one album and you're like well these guys look like nsync but they're they must be good and then you get a reliant k album six months later and you're like never mind like i need like a tight sleeveless shirt now dude i remember seeing the matrix and you know morpheus had like that black shirt button-up shirt on with the neon green tie so yeah. I wore that to every formal occasion from there forward. Like <laughs> Morpheus is my my fashion icon. I had I did have a leather sport coat at one point. Yeah, which I, yeah, I remember was real that. Cool. That was that senior banquet, uh, junior year, or senior year. I think junior year. <laughs> my parents let that happen. <laughs> i feel like my parents like they they definitely lightened up a bunch when it came to clothing i think because they were like it's not worth fighting like as soon as you see pictures of yourself five years from now you'll understand like yeah. just <laughs> like, like, is the best punishment exactly just oh, yeah. burn them out we'll have the embarrassing pictures me and my sister she also had a body piercing save my life t-shirt and we got matching um lego pattern zip off pants <laughs> and we decided and we decided it would be cool to wear our matching outfits to church one day and as soon as we got there we were like this was the worst idea we've ever had <laughs> we're, we're so embarrassed we were like oh we've seen each other wear the outfit we're like this is the stupidest thing you can wear. <laughs> dude jesse you remember the battle of the bands uh the uh the one that we were in <laughs> yeah we yeah. found out about this. We had like been toying with the idea of having like a praise band, like no, we, all we five were, of us at the school. Yeah, we were a praise band at the school at the time, weren't we? Yes, also but probably it was at the fresh. church. Oh yeah, yeah we no, had only been doing fresh. it for a minute. Yeah, and uh, and so we found out about this battle of the praise bands that was happening on this college campus. And uh, so we practiced up and we went and we had to pick a name for our band and none of us would propose a name. So we ended up naming it Ruby's Question, which was after this, <laughs> this really dumb gospel track for children that somebody had given us. <laughs> and it was, was it a, like was it a chick track. It was like it was like a, someone talking to a little girl and being like, Ruby do you know how you go to heaven? And she's like, be awful good. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was bad. It was really, it was like the same level as our, the little comic books in our school books. Like it was yeah. awful. Ruby's question <laughs> would have been not so bad. Had people not known the origins of it. Like I'm like, Oh, nobody did. Cause it, yeah. no one had seen this before except us. <laughs> You would just hear that and be like, Ruby's question. Oh, that's interesting. And then move on. And I think it sounds well, so much worse. Praise band it, it, it came from. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what your name is. You're still a praise band. Yeah, you're still a praise band. <laughs> yeah, nobody played instruments. So I bought a bass so that I could be in the band. And <laughs> as it turns out, you can play praise music on a bass, never having touched a guitar before. <laughs> That's nice. I should have gotten a bass. That was like, that probably would have uh, been right up my alley after I quit everything else I ever tried. <laughs> I, I, I really plucked a few strings. 
I really I beat enjoyed... Jesse to the base. He he ended yeah. up stuck with the bongos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And don't forget sorry, the shaker Jeremiah. egg and also oh, the tambourine. Yes, of course. That's so praise and worship me. The dude with the bongos. Oh, and then sometimes there'd be like that rack of chimes where like you'd just like. Oh, no, we didn't have that. No, I also had to be the lead singer, too, which I wasn't really happy about. But. I, I was in the youth group praise and worship band, the main church praise and worship band. And then I had like my own, you know, rock band with some friends when I was a teenager. So I was playing music like between practices and performances, like six nights a week. And I was playing guitar, rhythm guitar. And years later, like after college and stuff, when I was still filling in for things, I shifted to bass because I forget one band just needed something at the time. And as soon as I did that, I was like, this is so much more laid back. Like I've been working so hard for years to play guitar like i could be just on stage vibing the whole time like every oh, yeah. praise and worship song like i don't even need to come to practice just give me the music like i'll just <laughs> i'll figure it out by this the first yeah. chorus <laughs> super easy okay so we we probably better wrap up pretty soon here so yeah, we, we didn't even talk about the 900 bands i wrote I on this tiny piece of paper dude we gotta just rapid fire so uh reliant k yeah oh yeah Killer. definitely awesome oh wait yeah. well, so they still have a song that's very relevant uh today off their first album called my girlfriend yes uh, i wrote that down <laughs> <laughs> not to marilyn make like, serious my allegations but um marilyn manson ate my girlfriend still uh holds up yeah <laughs> Didn't, didn't uh didn't the lead singer of Reliant K date Katy Perry or was that just like a youth Matt Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I think that is a f- I probably. Think I think true. when she used to not be Katy Katy Perry and she was whatever Charlotte Church or whatever her name was as a Christian uh, artist. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't Charlotte Church, was she? I don't I don't know her name was. I can't remember. I just made that up. But, <laughs> but no, she could have been allegedly. Reliant K Reliant K still holds up. I think they're still. Oh, yeah. like, oh they're no, they're, they're. I'm like they're waiting. Solid impatiently for matt teeson to come out with new music i haven't listened to the last couple cds they put out but i yeah i did recently like maybe last year and i didn't enjoy it air for free was not was not for me uh that was their like most recent one but everything else i've thoroughly enjoyed he's a he's a great lyricist oh yeah he's fantastic and really good at writing like catchy songs but then they also he covers a lot of lyrical ground in them yeah like yeah, there's a unique blend of like super catchy but also at the same time it's not just like they sound like blink 182 until you actually listen and then i i think like the quality of the pop punk let's talk about my feelings and what's going on in life stuff is way better than a lot of other pop punk bands at the time yeah it's a lot um, more like subtle and like nuanced as compared to just like a lot of the stuff where it's just straight up like basically like worship music with a pop punk beat yeah. yeah. Well, oh, we're not we're not rapid firing really. Yeah, well, I was sorry, gonna say we're killing yeah. the rapid fire. <laughs> we made it real far. All right, I shot one off. Uh, uh, Family Force Five. Anybody else? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was a fun Cadillac one. Cadillac Funk, Country Gentleman. <laughs> yep. yep. Great. We songs. saw them. We saw them at uh, at uh, Creation Fest when they were doing their debut on the like side stage, and there was only like twenty five people there. We never heard of them. They were just opening up the stage for the day. And they were incredible. They were like throwing guitars over their shoulders and breaking stuff on stage and just screaming <laughs> incoherently. Yeah, <laughs> it was I heard awesome. they were crazy. Mostly yeah. anything I know about Family Force 5 was uh, there was this YouTube video from 
this guy named i think it was just called all i know is it was like the title i can think of is flea market montgomery and there's this guy who was just like he had this like it was like a shitty local commercial for a flea market in like montgomery alabama and it went viral and family force five did a video with this guy because like right. it was just a funny youtube video and they did a weird little thing with him and I was like, I never liked their music, but I was like, I love that they they did that. Like that they found this guy who had just a crappy local YouTube style commercial, homemade. And Wait, is this the guy that that raps about it? Yeah, he's like, he's like come flea to market. flea market. Montgomery. It's just like <laughs> a mini mall. Yeah, yeah, this guy. So Family That's Four internet five, classic. Yeah, Family yeah. Four Five did something with that guy. They went and like visited him and made a video of them meeting him or something like that. And I was like, That's so funny. That was funny to me. I thought they have a good sense of humor about him, but I did not like their music ever. No, they had a, their right. first city I think was good. The other ones I didn't really. Rapid fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. about, uh, All right, next. The, the, the OC Supertones. Uh, ska. <laughs> I mean, yeah. ska was never good, yeah. but like, oh no, no. I, I remember them being a lot. Yeah, I remember them being a lot cooler than when I went back and listened to them again today. I was like, Ugh, this is. I this think is they really were at bad. the acquire the fire. I went to. Oof, oh, I'm sure. Probably probably a lot of their music, it's basically fire. praise and worship music lyrically. Yeah, it's just not good. Set to ska. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you really want to talk ska, you got to mention Five Iron Frenzy. Oh, of course, and I'm I'm all on board. They were good. They were good. They were terrible. They're terrible. Be honest. All Scar is garbage. All Scar is garbage, but Five Iron Frenzy was really enjoyable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised to find out like how rabid of a fan base they had. Like people yeah. were really into them. Like, uh, oh god, what was that guy that was in the dorm? Um, Tim Lambie. God, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. Uh, just, yeah, he got people really trouble. liked them. No, the. <laughs> Five, that was a Ryan K song. Five Iron Frenzy. They were good. They were good. They were really, really, really good. No, nobody. Okay. Yeah, nope. I never heard that one. No. Old. That's old Ryan K. Rapid fire, Sam. Shut up, Casey. You just went off on a dorm story. It was your to. turn. But you tried to go off on a dorm. It's my turn. Yeah. Now you're just spinning your wheels. I don't have bands. We've been over this. I had Norma Jean. You guys have. What do you got? Next. Ah, skip Sam. Okay, so <laughs> horrible, POD. horrible bands. I had POD. I'll, I mean, that's that's all yeah, I got. It's good. They're solid. Uh, my favorite song by them is Boom, if you were curious. Mm-hmm. Good one. Um, also one of my favorite music videos. Um, do you guys ever remember listening to a band called Rays? Yes. Do you remember uh, Jeremiah? I think so. R-A-Z. Horrible. Like, I will be here. Always and forever, I'll be here for you. It's like techno, but not good. It was uh, terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the CD that I found that I, I have, I don't know how it got recorded. Uh, a band called Royal Royal Ruckus. They mm-hmm. Spotify. They are horrible. Absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, a thousand foot crutch? Yeah, I throw up a rock fist for this that. Good stuff for them. <laughs> I, I still maintain like the side project FM Static. What are yeah. you waiting for? Is one of the best pop punk albums, in my opinion, that's ever been made. Like it's because it's thirty five minutes or something of just like every single song is great and it's out. Every song's two and a half minutes long. Awesome, catchy pop punk. All the other albums were sucked. Yeah, that's it, it was good, but my sister like 
played it till it melted my mm. brain. Okay, that would yeah, that would yeah. kind of ruin it. Yeah. Oh, talk about songs that don't hold up. Uh, Letters to the President by Hawk Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Say yeah. sex marriage in a state where they don't care. Murder is wrong, but the I don't remember. <laughs> it's not good though. It doesn't really. I'm sure John doesn't stand by those lyrics, even though he didn't. He didn't write them. He wasn't in the band at that time. <laughs> the first MP3 I downloaded was somebody else before, which I think was off Letters to the President. Um, it was like he's breaking yeah. up with his girlfriend song, and that was like I got that and three other songs off that album on our dial-up connection onto my MP3 player that could hold like 20 <laughs> songs and just listen yes. to it nonstop. They had that. That album had like very catchy songs on it. That was just one that I listened to recently. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, about that? Uh, was, I I rocked that one quite a bit when we first when we first got it. How about Grits? Oh yeah, yes, dude, here. that was the only band I was waiting for the the only person I was waiting for to come up when you were talking about uh, Christian rap. My life be like ooh, that's like that yeah. was my shit. That's the I only upgrade- one I know other than like Tennessee Boys. The the yeah, most yeah, homeschool no, thing I could say. Means is I upgraded the speakers in our family's 15 passenger van because <laughs> I wanted to be able to at the age of at the age of 12 I saved up my money and bought better speakers for the van so I could bump grits. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh so do you guys ever remember listening to Sonic Flood? Oh, I of do. course. So yeah. it's like worship music, but I listened to a song today and it, it is straight up uh Hanson Brothers Mbop. Like it's bad. <laughs> was it Reference. um oh, what song was it by them? I think I know the one you're talking about. Uh, I'm gonna look them up. I could look it right up for him. Because they were all they were basically just praise and worship music with a little more. Oh yeah, worship, that's all they right? were. Was yeah. I want to know. Uh, I want to know. You. I'm not going to try to sing it. I can't. I think that was it. It's a little right. On that same note, Flood by Jars of Clay still oh, slaps. It no, does. I listened, to, so I listened to it today. I thought I hated it. I remember loving it so much. And I listened to it. I was like, this, <laughs> this is trash. Oh, I listened to it today, too. And I was like, this song still holds up. It's still good. <laughs> What thing I did I thought held up was uh, "Underdog" by Audio Adrenaline. I haven't listened to that. Oh, I can't remember, I remember that being it's a good been song. Been beat up, been broken down. I I can't sing, so I'm just that. That was toneless. one of those albums that like I couldn't get into because Caleb got a hold of it. Oh yeah. Mm. So we had this kid at our school <laughs> that would uh, listen to he would listen to a CD or a single song on repeat while he slept. And then he would sing them the into your face. <laughs> he's still one, Very he's like one of my best friends. Oh, he's a great he's dude. Great. He's so he great. So weird in high school. <laughs> Do we use I remember like having conversations with like he between wrote, you, me and Tim where we're like, don't show Caleb this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ruined uh in uh, that invincible skillet CD too. Yeah, he got a hold of that and <laughs> melted it. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh, okay, let me see here. We got to wrap this up, Casey. People are going to just give up on this halfway through if we don't close. <laughs> no one's going to yes. listen to a two-hour podcast. You can cut it up. Uh, falling Up, Lister and Blue, 38th yeah. Parallel. Yep, yep, all of yeah. those. Yes. 
It was like my honorable mention list. Uh, what Amber Lynn? He didn't throw that in there. Oh, Amber Lynn was great. Amber Lynn so holds good. up. And still I wasn't great. a fan. They were, they were I was another one of those bands. Like, I think they're one of, another one of those bands that like they're really just Christians in a band. And mm, yes, you don't think no, so? No, the the is it John Foreman? Was that the? I think that's the lead singer. That was, that's Switchfoot. Oh, no, sorry. Switchfoot. Nope. Then I'm wrong. But it, not. But <laughs> but the guy. I I got the name wrong. But the guy from Anne Berlin was like he's like a super Christian. Oh, okay. I mean, they had like their yeah. whole like you know doing this for Jesus, no drinking on the tour. Like set a good Christian example, and he he stuck by that. I mean, at least up until like at least five or six, seven years ago. Like he was, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was like big time into like being the real deal kind of Christian. Yeah. Never take friendship. Personal is such a good album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's it's, like that really does hold okay, up. Yeah, that is like some season. solid rock I, music right there. I, I would put Switchfoot on my list, but they kind of sold out, you know, they got some radio play started getting bigger. Yep. I don't know. We don't know you where the mention soul uh, is destined. Yeah. <laughs> Disciple. Is also one that yes, me too. Dude, the Disciple self-titled album is that's the good. best one, start to finish. Yeah, I had that on my CD. list. Uh, yeah, uh, what's what's the song? It's uh, like, Shine Down. Shine Down. Mm. I think that was the very first one on the album. I can't remember what it's called. The wait is over. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. <laughs> you got that up in your memory bank, just waiting. Pax two seventeen was one that I rocked, and we talked about that in the Discord a little bit. Like, yep. I think they were definitely in that middle zone style. of like, yeah, they're like, they're trying to be like a little bit hard, but just barely. Like when you're 11, yep. you think they're awesome. Yep. Uh, you said falling up. You didn't say decipher down. Also. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't put those two on the same tour. No. They'd be like identical. Uh, me about- math. I don't, I don't know if they were expressly Christian, but I know two or three of the guys were in a Christian band before uh, called Earth Suit. Identical sound. Earth Suit's good. Yeah, they are good. Uh, Mute Math is probably one of my my top two or three concerts I've ever been to. They, they were so good. It was such a great performance. Well, Mute Math got like real big in the secular realm for a minute. They did, yeah. They? That's why I was like, I wasn't sure if they were, you know, I mean, I don't know if they were like, you know, we're a Christian band, but it was probably more like a Christian's in a band situation. They were great. Well, I think we got, uh, we we powered through a pretty good anthology. So I got to make sure that I I understand how to do it publicly, but I'm going to try to make a playlist. So if everybody wants to like submit your, uh, if all you guys want to like submit your list, I'll try to make a playlist of all of them. Oh, there you and go. Then, uh, and then the, the four of us can listen to it, at least. <laughs> the Growing Up Christian Certified CCM Bangers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we need like a, a few separate ones. We need like uh, rock, rap, and then uh, metal. And rap will be probably the shortest. Yeah. <laughs> rap will be ooh-ah and like one or two songs by each of those other artists. And that's it. Yeah, that's Gold that's Motorcycle. And then, yeah. then all of NF's albums, just all six. <laughs> <laughs> man it was good hanging out with you guys thanks yeah, uh, to jeremiah and jesse for for coming aboard we got to do this again sometime yeah, yeah we great. do thanks we'll get to the rest of these lists <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, everybody. And uh, we will catch you next time.